Hey everybody, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Boston. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. And today we're going to hear about Olivia's 18. We sure are, ready or not. (laughs) Here we come. I am excited for this continued saga of you and number 13, is it? Yeah. 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 We're five dicks into the 13 saga. Number 13 might win for number of dicks spanned. Number of dicks spanned. Do you think he's he's ahead of? Um, well, right, he's still going. Is the thing how? But number yeah. five. I mean, number five is a lot. Yeah, but no. But I think we like stopped having sex. Like he like comes up again, but you know, I think we only had sex through like three or four dicks. Okay, I guess that's yeah. I think not five. Okay, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do a full post mortem. <laughs> or maybe I'm wrong about that. No, because it was number 10 was... Number 10. Yeah. yeah no, you're and right. Never mind. You're right. I think like even number 11, even like no- most of number 11 was really about number five. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, corrected. Yeah. <laughs> number I mean, <laughs> number... <laughs> he gets the award. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Number 13 is like not... Oh, right. He's, he's still going. He's not down yet. He's down for yeah. the count, but he's not... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's definitely not out of the picture. Yeah, you're totally he's right. A hard, he's a hard one to he's a hard one to beat. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, this is just this is just so terrible. So anyways, this is the story of the worst breakup of my life. <laughs> yeah, well um not not to um I guess take away your thunder, but I feel like everyone in the audience probably saw that one coming. <laughs> What? We're like, we're like, we're like, we got to get this out of the way. Like Olivia, the Olivia breaks up with 13. Like we know that to be true. <laughs> oh my God. Are you serious? He's, he's such a yeah. sweetheart. We had so he's much such a sweetheart. for us. Imagine, imagine you were like, no, no, now we live together in Spain. Yeah. Like it took like some figuring out, but actually, <laughs> yeah, we're totally fine. People would have to like come save me. Um, yeah, seriously. Not even a joke. Um, yeah, so I, I guess a, a brief recap, although you really don't need to have heard 17 to, you could, you could have skipped right over 17. Totally. Um, it doesn't really inform this episode that much, but yeah, I had been living in Philly and um, was still in touch with number 13, who's who we're in kind of a long distance um, sadomasochistic, <laughs> not in a fun way. <laughs> uh, situation. And then, um, yeah, so I ended up just kind of pulling the plug on the Philly life that I had sort of started, but without much gusto and went back to, to Chile. And 
a, a lot of the reason I did that was to be with number 13, who was who was still there and had been putting, you know, a ton of pressure on me to to go back to Chile and be with him or, you know, had really expressed a strong desire that I do that. Um <laughs> I bought him, I bought the tickets on his birthday, I think, as like a birthday present. Oh, cute. Yeah, super cute. And um, also, um, Vicencio was back in Chile. Um, a, another, a, our other good friend um, who ended up having a baby like along the way. I don't remember if I ever went into that story oh, or not. I did not know that. Nope. Um, had a, or not Vicencio, but a different friend of ours had like a, who was like in our sort of like travel pod. <laughs> oh, sorry. That makes such a difference. It's not Vicencio. Not it's Vicencio. other friend. Sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. You friend. said Vicencio. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Vicencio. And, and yeah, in the meantime, Vicencio has <laughs> child. Vicencio is my favorite. Uh, so he, I'm invested. Absolutely. Is the best. Um, I, uh, I just celebrated Christmas with Vicencio. Huh. One of the few that gets gets through <laughs> the podcast. Um, lol. Okay, wait. Sorry, I lost my track of thought there. Let me just kind of regroup here. Yeah, regroup, regroup. So I bought, yeah, I bought uh, number thirteen uh, for his birthday. I bought a ticket back to Chile, and then yeah, also my friend Vicencio was back in Chile along with another friend of ours who we had also traveled with. Um, he doesn't get as much airtime on, on the podcast, but he was a really good friend, um, at the time. So everyone was kind of like regrouping in Valparaíso. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. I also wanted to be a part of that to be fair. It wasn't just, um, number 13, but I, uh, was really excited to go and I kind of did one of those moves where I was like, okay, I'm going to go for a few months, but like, I, you know, left my apartment I packed up everything I quit my job and I just you know you brought your music boxes I packed up my music boxes (laughs) (laughs) and I hit the road yeah you were ready to go (laughs) and I um had a ton of shit I just I remember I had like a huge like one of those like 50 pound suitcases plus a backpack uh, like a big backpacking backpack and a duffel bag. I think that's the luggage that I had. So wow, that's a lot. It's like way too much, right? Uh, for someone I who's mean, just going down there for like the summer. <laughs> well, I I like moved to Colombia and I didn't bring that much stuff. I like I yeah. had like like I feel like a roller bag, like a roller bag, like a backpack, and are, are like mostly what you need. Oh yeah, I no, mean even that's like a lot of luggage. Stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. way too much stuff, especially because like. I wasn't even going to stay. Like, I had a return ticket. Um, I'll get more Mm. into this. But the reason I bring it up is just because, um, yeah, so number 13 said that he would meet me at the airport in Santiago. And I texted him from where I had a layover in Denver. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, flight's leaving on time. So, like, so excited to see you or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. I am super oh broke. Like I don't, I don't even have, you know, whatever the $5 or whatever to get to, to Santiago. So I'm just, I'm just going to have to meet you here in Valpo. And I was like, bro, like I have way too much stuff to get from the airport to the bus station, from the bus station to the hostel in Valparaiso where I was going to be um, working again. And 
he was like, yeah, I'm just like, there's not a lot I can do. And I was like, oh, okay. So no, no, no. I don't think you get it. Like you fucking find the money and you fucking be there when I get to Santiago to be with you with five pieces yeah. of luggage. I don't care if you have to borrow money from your parents, from your grandma, from your ex-girlfriend. Just fucking be there, dude. Yeah. And then he just goes offline. <laughs> and I Facebook. Don't hear. Yeah, right. Because it's all over Messenger. <laughs> I don't hear from him. A like <laughs> the whole trip. And so I think I had another layover in Fort Lauderdale or something classic. And um, yeah, I, he's just like, doesn't respond. And he, like my messages don't go through anymore. So the whole flight, the last flight to Santiago, I'm just like, Oh, what am I going to do? Like, this is crazy. Um, I get there and I, you know, put all my bags on the little cart and I come out into the arrivals, you know, and everyone's like, you know, the craziness of arriving in Chile, nobody is there for me. And I just, I'm so sorry. Oh my shit. And I'm like, no, this is actually insane. I, of course, start to cry. Dude, I hate that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so stressful when you're, when you have to deal with that by yourself, but especially if you thought somebody was going to be there and then they're not. I mean, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. And I think that it's weird because now it's hard to get back into the mind space of how I just had no money ever. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I really felt, I think I really lived in the, in the reality that I just didn't have money for a cab. Like that was not even an option somehow from the airport. Cause that's like an expensive cab ride, you know, to the bus station. And also just like straight up, just getting the bags out of the cab and like onto the bus. Like it was way too much shit, you know? And this is, this is a a lesson. It's like, just never travel with more shit than you can carry. Cause like, you never know, but you never know. Um, live and learn. So I, of course, start to cry. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I mean, I do know what I'm going to do, which is like call a friend whose girlfriend has like a cousin in Santiago to like come bail me out of the situation, basically. But I am like, I'm very upset about it in the meantime. And I go, um, to the like cafe I get on the wi-fi and there's all these messages from number 13. He's like, babe, I found the money. I'm just running late. Like I'll be there. (laughs) Aww. And I'm like, Aww. oh my god, okay. He doesn't deserve that. I'm like, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this is gonna be okay. Yeah, it's not. Um. So, anyways, after that, well, Rocky's- what the fuck? Okay, I just want to take one second to just say you worked your little, your little hiney off, um, being a waitress. Yeah, at, in Philly, like saved for this flight and you're like moving back to be with him and like I feel like I'm particularly sad for you in this moment because you're you're like trying to go back to like a safe place clearly yeah and you're like it's okay like number 13 will help me carry my luggage you're like it's mm-hmm. a, it's fine he has me you know he's he's like my protector or whatever you know he's my my person who's gonna help me yeah. figure this out and he just didn't show up right he's fucked up yeah, no, I just, and like, why would you make me sweat? Like, I mean, he probably yeah. didn't want to say anything until he actually had the money. And, you know, I, he would, he later told me that he had to like find his friend who was like at a party on the beach. He had to like go there <laughs> and like get this money. And, you know, it's kind of, 
it's it's a lot of what's it's a kind of what is the word it's a sign of what will come because there's just a lot of things like that where actually he he's just in no place to be the kind of partner that I want him to be like he's just nowhere even fucking close and because he's been begging me to come back and be with him for all these months I think that he is ready and maybe even he kind of thinks he's ready but he's so not ready like he's so I mean he's so immature and he is such just a fucking disaster like in his life in general like everything's falling apart so Mm. um how old is he? Sorry, one last question. He is 27, I think, or 20, 26 or 27. He's mm-hmm. two years older than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's young for a man. Yeah, it's young for a <laughs> He's like a 25 in female years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like 21 kidding. in female years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I hear you. Um. So, okay, so, like, there I am. I feel like I've made this grand gesture. At the same time, though, I do have a return flight. I think think that's worth mentioning just because I think he's also confused. Like, I show up with all this shit, but I also am not saying I'm planning on staying forever. I don't really know what I'm doing either, you know, to be perfectly fair to number 13. And I think we're both giving each other a lot of mixed signals um you know I I get there and kind of just from that moment on like not even you know from that airport moment on it seems like he's not ready for me to be there he doesn't want to make any changes in his life or make any kind of concessions like if he wants to hang out with his friends he's going to hang out with his friends even if I don't have anyone to hang out with or whatever Mm -hmm. um or he'll yeah and then sometimes he's really sweet like my grandmother was sadly um dying at this time and you know every few weeks it'd be a scare that like this was it like she was actually gonna pass away and um yeah he was super supportive he'd like cross town to come Mm. be with me and and like he was like very comforting for him family is super important um and his grandmother was also sick at this time so Mm. um you know, and then he would just after that, he would disappear for days and not talk to me or, he, you know, we'd make plans and he wouldn't show up. And then, you know, sometimes I was the asshole. Like he invited me to his uh, nephew's birthday party who was turning one. And I also made plans to go to this Ana Tiju concert that night, which started at like 10. I didn't think it would be a big deal, but I didn't realize that this was the party that he was going to introduce me to his entire family. And then I left early. <sighs> wasn't great you know yeah and yeah you know I also just think it was kind of a cultural thing like for me like a baby's birthday party is like a daytime affair right you know for for his family was like they put the kids to bed and then the party was like about to start and I and I just you know I dipped and that was like a big um no no like he was very upset about that that is a bit of a faux pas for sure and um to make plans after any party <laughs> to make plans like, after any party like honestly sure. to like to have any type of agenda or schedule <laughs> besides just like chilling and like being in the moment for the entire day exactly if, like during a family event yeah yeah totally and i mean 
it, it, so it was like we, we were just, you know, um, insulting each other constantly. Oh yeah. It felt you guys were both, it kind of seems like you guys were both kind of, um, just scared of rejection in a way. So Mm -hmm. you kept kind of rejecting each other. Like you weren't like leaning fully in. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yep. Yep. I think that's true. And, um, yeah, we were just figuring out how to, how to be together. And it's a big deal when, when somebody obviously moves to be with you slash doesn't quite move to be with you. Cause like they're just going to be there for like six months. So, okay, whatever. It's so fucking yeah. confusing. Um, yeah. So, okay. So that's me giving, um, Number 13, the credit he deserves. Now just buckle up, okay? <laughs> because it's over. Um, <laughs> Wait, you were supposed to, your return flight, flight was in six months? Or I, three when months? was it? it? So I think this, I got there in January and I was going to go back in June. Okay. Solid and, six months. Yeah. The, and like, always with the option that I might not, you know, but right. it was there. And I think that... Um, with everything going on with my family and stuff, I just thought I probably would go back and decide if I wanted to go back again or something. I don't, I don't yeah. know what my mind state, my my mind state, my mindset was, honestly. Your um, mindset was like the subconscious part of you was like, I need an escape hatch yeah, from the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, let's go through a few more reasons why that was. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. I mean, as if we don't have enough, but yeah. Oh God, I have to laugh to not cry. Um, really so, have to build a case here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> the prosecution has the floor. So yeah, he also was just kind of a terrible person. So like he would often ask me if I'd had sex with a black man um, because <gasps> he said my vagina was like too big. Uh, he asked oh my God. me if I'd, if that what? person was Vicencio, like repeatedly, <gasps> you super jealous of Vicencio. Oh my gosh, uh, but I'm sorry, but your fear of the vagina I being know, stretched out that crazy? is finally This is what realized. I mean though, like he was so good. Um, what's funny or the irony about that is actually that he had a huge dick. That hurt me, like, when we would have sex sometimes. And, like, when I would tell him I needed to stop or, like, something, he would get mad at me. Like, actually get oh mad at me. God. And tell me that what I was bad fuck? at sex. <laughs> Which I have many oh things, God. but that is not one of them. And he... <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> would just be... He was so insecure. Like, it was just so crazy. You know, he was super jealous of anybody that talked to me. He was, you know... Anyways... Um, he once sent me a photo. I may have told this one story already because I don't remember when this happened, but he sent me a photo that he took of me sleeping after we had sex. And he said, I call this one after the rape. That was a crazy one. To which like, you know, obviously I was like, (sighs) what the fuck? And got really mad at him. And then, you know, then had to explain to him like, about rape, you know, that yeah. it's not a joke. And it's like, yeah. oh God, when you're explaining that, I mean, Jesus, you know, just hop off the ride. But he would always be like, I don't know. He would he would just push it like just to the brink of like, 
you know, where I thought I was going to have to pull the plug. And then he'd be like, okay, you know, I'm sorry. Um, But like, just deep down, you know, he was a very, um, you know, fucked up person. Like, he told me this story about how his friends, he and his friends uh, pretended to befriend this German tourist and got him really drunk and robbed him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, just, <laughs> I know, it's like, it's just so crazy. Um Holy shit. And like when I was just like, I can't believe that you did that. You know, he was like, yeah. And, you know, he just kind of like would brush it off. And anytime I would really push him on things like that and be like, no, that's, you know, that's not okay. He would just get so mad at me. And so then I also just kind of lived in fear of him being mad at me, you know. And so right. it was like you know we were always kind of just dealing with 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 that like with his rage I I guess was always just kind of like a presence like you never knew and it was just gonna like pop up yeah he he was like he's he's like so emotionally uh, like unintelligent it sounds like yeah I actually think he's very emotionally intelligent I, I actually think he's like emotionally brilliant I just think that he uses his <laughs> his uh intelligence for evil uh, just because he's so mm. so incredibly manipulative but um I don't know and I was pretty manipulatable mm. I think but yeah um so then like I think the word the one that like still haunts me of all of these like bad things that happened was um one time I was out with some friends and from the hostel where Vicencia worked at this time we were working at different hostels but um and they he was working with this French couple and we were out with them and I don't exactly know what happened but I think that they got into a fight or something the French girl left I really don't remember what happened to Vicencio and I ended up with this French guy and I was supposed to go meet number 13 at his work which he worked at a different nightclub and um this guy, the French guy, was, like, super, super, super drunk all of a sudden. And I was kind of taking care of him. So I walked him down the street to where all the cabs were, thinking I would just put him into a cab and then go find number 13. Um, but we end up running into number 13 on the way there. And um, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Who is this? And... I'm like, oh, it's this like friend of Asensio's. He's like super drunk. I'm about to put him in a cab. And then this guy, the guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm fine. And he kind of like kisses me on the cheek and like leaves. But like, it's Latin America, you know. It's like a, and he's yeah. French. As we and discussed, this is totally, in last episode, this yeah. is totally appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, not do. a weird thing to do. And he's like, all right, see ya. And I'm like, no, dude, let me just like walk with you. And he's like, no, I'm good. He just kind of like stumbles off. And then number 13's like, how could you come to my place of business, like to my work with another man? I can't believe you humiliated me in front of all my coworkers. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And he's like, I can't yeah, fucking what the believe fuck? you. And he just disappears. And so I'm like just <laughs> waiting outside. I can't go into the club without him or like I don't recognize the bouncer I'm not sure I'm just like outside smoking I think just trying to figure out what to do and then he comes back and he's like well uh your friend's kind of having a hard time and I was like 
what? Or he said something like, yeah, it's not going so well for your friend. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, well, I'm going to go see what's up then. And he's like, look, do you want to be with him or do you want to be with me? And I'm like, I want to be with you. So, uh, yeah, I go in with him. And then the next day, um, Vicencio tells me that that guy showed up and he was like totally like covered in blood and had been attacked, he says, by two guys. He was like so drunk he doesn't really remember. And his like shirt is all like cut up because this like these people had a knife and they like cut his shirt and he like just <gasps> barely got away. Oh my God. And so, of course, I immediately think what of what number 13 said. And I was like, <gasps> what the fuck was that? Like, I don't think that he was a part of it just because he didn't have any blood on him but of course that's like the first thing that you think like did he make that happen because he was so mad or he just saw it happen yes. and he didn't do anything and like maybe yeah <sighs> dude I don't know that's very chilling I mean especially the story of him like mugging somebody yeah and, yeah so chilling he sounds like he's like god number 13 is like a total piece yeah, of shit it's so crazy and like What's really crazy is that despite this, like, I'm still super into him. I mean, it, it's, and it's, um, like, this happens while we're together, obviously, and I never confront him about it. And it's, it's actually, you know, I, it's, it's unexplainable, really. It's just one of those things where either you've been in this kind of situation or you haven't, I don't know. It's it, it's just like, and if you are in this situation, like seek help, honestly, because it's, you know, when you're somebody's kind of psychological prisoner like this, like, I mean, it sounds like I'm making excuses and I, I am, but I also just don't know how else to explain it. Like how, how you get so wrapped up in somebody who's, super violent and treats you really badly as well as other people but it happens it just it happens I don't know it seems like you knew he did it and so you didn't even want to bring or you knew he was like involved or you knew that you didn't want to hear his yeah def- exactly so you you would you just decided that like you were just gonna accept like it didn't that it didn't make a difference about whether you wanted to be yeah. With him. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I think I just was like in denial. Like I, I was like, maybe I misunderstood that or I have no idea what I thought, honestly. It really only came back to me kind of later in life. But um What did Vicencio think? Well, I never told Vicencio until much later. Mm. And then when I did tell him, he was like, Oh, I don't know, because like well, he said something like that the guy's shirt was full of the other guy's blood. And so if if number 13, like, wasn't, like, bleeding, then he probably didn't have anything to do with it. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I mean, I think he, like, very well may have just been a witness, but, like, that's enough, you know? Yeah, that is enough. Or totally. he just told someone to do it. Yeah. I mean, which is also totally possible because he, like, always had a lot of friends around yeah. Um, I don't think that anyone in my circle really understood what was going on. I mean, they definitely 
um, encouraged me to break up with him because it could see that he was making me miserable. Um, but I don't think that people always understood the gravity of the situation. I mean, because, yeah. you know, like you, you don't, if you go, to, if you go out with somebody, like they don't deck you in the face on the first date, you know, it's a slow burn, but like this was only mm-hmm. going one direction, you know? And it sounds like a lot of this is like happening behind closed doors too. Like, it, yeah. like he's, you know, he's charming. He's manipulative. They probably don't see that side of him when they're like out, out with you guys together. Oh yeah, definitely not. They're just like, Oh, more cocaine, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do exactly. get us to the front of the line. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's interesting. Like what, um, different people would notice and ultimately, yeah, everybody hates him because, because he makes me miserable, you know, and that right. just starts to be like hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh. There's all there's honestly like so many more bad stories. I'm like going to skip over some cause we just don't have time. Um, and also case made. Yeah. The case has been made, right? Like yeah. don't need to beat a dead horse here. Um, so eventually like we kind of settle into a, a rhythm, um, and the rhythm is, or maybe it's just the calm before the storm. I don't really know. He kind of um, is able to integrate me a little bit more into his life. And I think that I'm also able to kind of get a bit more established. I find another job and I'm kind of also doing a bit better. So we're not fighting as much for maybe like two weeks or something. <laughs> um, and then, um, of course, he has to fuck it up, though. Because how long into your stay is are you? Um, so this is, I think, in March or something. This happened, so I'm like two okay. months in. Okay. Um, and one night we all go out together, like him and my friends. And I remember we had a ton of fun and did like most of the cocaine in Valparaiso. <laughs> And then we go back to the hostel where I'm working and he sleeps with me in the room with like the rest of the staff. Um, he knew the code to my phone because he was using it all the time. He never had minutes or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess after I passed out, he he went in there and started reading all my messages. I don't know. I just woke up with oh him like God. shaking me awake and like calling me a whore. Like you cheated on me. I always knew it. I knew it. I knew you were a fucking whore. This in the room where like everyone's asleep. Well, they're not asleep anymore. And he like jumps oh up God. and he's like getting his shit. He's like getting his clothes on. And he's like, he runs out and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And, um, yeah, so he had read the messages between number 14 and I. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now, to recap, if you didn't hear that one, it's like nine months before this, um, I'd been in Colombia, and number 13 had come to visit me for my birthday. And the night before, he gets on his first plane of his life to come see me. Yes. I had a... Uh, 
hooked up with this guy who was living in that hostel where I worked then. So many hostels. Um, Yeah, so number 13 knew exactly who this guy was. Like, they'd watched football together and stuff. And he knew, like, he could tell from the date that, like, I had been with him, you know, the night before he got there. How much digging did he need to do to find this? A lot. Nine months previously? Looking through, like, your messenger or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing he couldn't read English because, shit, there's a lot in there. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, like, there's probably, like, texts from other people or, like... Oh, yeah. But, okay, so he just found (laughs) the, the Spanish... I think he he just was looking for dudes in my messages. I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, there's probably a few, but maybe not that many. I mean, we're number 14, so we're on, on, you know, that's like three back. Anyways, (laughs) I mean, yeah. No, but like, yes, he definitely had to do some digging. Like, he was coked out and like on my phone for God who knows how long while I was asleep. Like a oh my little God. He's like innocent a sociopath. angel. Oh yeah, he's absolutely a sociopath. Um, he, he like terrifies me, honestly. Yeah, he haunts he haunts my dreams, um, quite literally. So, oh my God, the drama. I mean, you can you you can imagine. Like, I can't I can't even I can't even go through it. Like, there's no time, and it's just it can't even fit into one episode. I mean, there's just it was wild, but like. You know, he said he'd never speak to me again, and then he demanded me that we meet so I could tell him everything. And then, like, I did, and then he got, you know, of course, like, super pissed, but then, like, we got back together, and then, you oh, know, God, Lord. And then it was just— And then like, he, like, just tortured you. And then he just tortured me, exactly. And, of course, it, it, I mean, it was wild because after all this time of him treating me like absolute shit— I was the bad guy because I yeah. was the one who'd done him wrong and I had to, you know, kind of beg to get him back. And sometimes like a very, you know, um, sort of nascent <laughs> or maybe it's like not nascent, but maybe it's just like the the deep, deep, strong kernel of the person that I am did refuse to beg to get back together with him. And I was kind mm-hmm. of like, no, like you can't do this. This does cross a line. And then sometimes, no, I just needed to be with him. And I was so upset. Like, I was so devastated. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so. And he was devastated as well because this was, like, his worst nightmare and stuff. And, yeah, Yeah. it happened. His deep insecurity mm -hmm. was, like, proved to be correct, basically. Exactly. Um, God, I'm like, like, did he ever physically abuse you? No. I mean, I'm grateful for that because like, I mean, not that it it does, it belittles anything that happened, but this guy is scary as shit. He's so scary. I am glad that you got away from that. Oh my God. I know. I know. He's so crazy. I, yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> because like I said, like this was only going one direction, you know? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. Um, well, Vicencio uh, went to Brazil and you're like, you're like, where's number 18? You're, you ask. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I forgot. Sneak, totally him, forgot. sneak him in here at the, at the end here. So, so this like goes on for 
a long time this terrible, you know, um, you know, passion play that we're acting out. And like, it's very, it's, it's very painful and very much like occupies every second of every day of my life. You know, I just, I'm like so overwrought. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing I need is that Vicencio leaves, <laughs> but no, he, he goes back yeah. to Brazil for a bit. And, um, I also need to leave Chile to renew my visa. So I decided to go to Brazil for a few weeks. And, um, the night before the flight, I spend in Santiago where I end up at, of all places, a hostel. And of course. I'm just like kind of hanging out alone and um, have an early flight the next day. But yeah, I'm wandering around and this guy sitting at a table kind of waves me over and he asks if I want a drink. And yeah, he's Uh-oh. Israeli. He's uh, just out of the army. Mm-hmm. So are his friends. Okay. Not usually Met a few of those people. My cup of tea, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I'm alone and I definitely don't want to just be sitting with my thoughts, I think. Right. <laughs> that much is obvious. So we end up going out and then we go to a sex motel, like the kind with the mirror on the ceiling and everything. And mm-hmm. um, he asks me what kind of stuff I'm into. And it's funny. I don't know if anyone has ever asked me this at this point in my life. So I kind of I kind of tell him, like, I like to be dominated and... You know, he obliges. Okay, so the sex is <laughs> he's really like coming right up. Intense. Yeah. He's like, sure. <laughs> I just got out of the army. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got some pent up emotion. Anyways, uh yeah, it's super intense. And afterwards I'm lying there and I'm like in the wet spot or whatever. So I just like <laughs> kind of like scoot over and then I'm like still in the wet spot. And I scoot over again. And then finally I look down and I just see that the whole bed is a wet spot. And he's like yeah, have you squirted before? Or was this like your first time? And I was like, oh shit, that's what oh this my is. Gosh. Yeah. So wow. that was a new experience. And um I, I'm I'm honestly just speechless because of the <laughs> ride that we've been on in this, in this I, episode. I told you we needed I'm to like, get recording, what? right? And like the I've skipped hell? huge sections as well. Oh, God. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I mean, uh, congratulations. Uh, oh, God. So, like, what's your what's going through your head right now about the fact that you, like, are cheating on number 13 again? Oh, we're not back together. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're you're not. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's definitely told me that he wants nothing to do with me. But, like, we, will, we like, keep fucking, like, occasionally. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. We never actually get back together. Uh, like, okay. officially. I know. I, I think I said that. But it's more just, like, we're still, you know, in each other's orbit, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> with dire okay. consequences. Um, got it. But, yeah, but yeah. But he would obviously be furious. I mean, about this, yeah, I don't think I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking about at this point, actually, like, despite the fact that I've had this, like, so the next morning, I wake up next to this guy, and, um, you know, I just hate everything about him, like, (laughs) even (laughs) though he's, like, you know, I can't say that the sex was bad, and, like, he certainly has, you know, 
opened a new door or whatever. Right. Normally something that I would be appreciative of, but yeah, I just fucking hate him and I can't wait to get away from him. Um, and I think that I just miss number 13. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just really bereft and I think I'm never going to have that connection with anyone again. <laughs> oh my God. Thank God. I know. The amount of times we so tell insane. ourselves these mm-hmm. things, like it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. I mean, sorry. I mean like, sorry. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And also like, hopefully you won't like you fucking yeah, crazy yeah, bitch. Right. Like, oh yeah. Hopefully, God, yeah hopefully. I know there's something about like, I feel like when we were younger, it just felt like it was, I don't know, such a, yeah, like a rare thing that you had to hold on to. And I think the older I get, the more I realize, yeah, it's, it is rare to find someone that like you actually work with for sure. But like you can find love or like lust pretty fucking easily. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. I mean, I think it's just part of, I think it's one of the stages of breaking up, right? It's yeah. just being like, I'll never have this with, you know, yeah, whatever oh, of course, it is of course, like, of course. with anyone ever again. And, um, I think also one of the stages of breaking up is kind of like trying to move on and having sex with someone else and just like feeling awful. Or that's one of the stages yeah, for me. I of don't course. know. No, same, same. I think, yeah, I just, I was so fucked up over this guy. Like I, I, I yeah. don't even know how to explain it clearly as I, just I feel like this I also just got my period today I feel like my estrogen's at an all-time low and I have no verbal skills but um, no no I think you've done a good job of explaining it I mean I think the action like the events kind of speak for themselves yeah you know it's it's hard to summarize a feeling but I mean yeah I think that you've you've shown us rather than told us which I think is um as they say in writing class more effective. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm getting a clear picture of the situation. I mean, and you know, look at my number five. Like, it's like, that's the same fucking situation. It's not, you know, it's, he's, you know, it's, it's not the same, but it's like, it's an addiction in the same way. Yeah. You know? Um, And it's like a me holding on to something because I think it's the only feeling of like that I'll ever have, you know? Right. Um, Exactly. Way past the point. And like, also, I really notice in this, like, I feel like you sat like subconsciously sabotage the relationship a lot. Mm-hmm. I, like totally. you're always like in the background, like you have like an exit plan and you're like, I don't know. It just feels kind of clear to me hearing that you're, there's a part of you that's like <laughs> preparing your escape. Yeah. In some way. Absolutely. I think that's, that's definitely true. And yeah. And it's like, thank God. And also, not a huge surprise that it wouldn't work out. I mean, I mean, of course we wouldn't work out. I mean, thank God it didn't work out. I mean, like I, mm-hmm. so I, I'm so grateful that it ended before anything more terrible could happen. But um, I think that, yeah, there was a certain amount of um, trying to save myself definitely through different, different means. And also just, Never was going to pump the brakes on the train of sexual self-discovery that I was on. Like, no matter how in love with this guy I was. And I was definitely 
infatuated with him. Um, I I just I, I had to keep fucking, you know. I just yeah had to keep fucking. So yeah, and it's ultimately yeah, I mean, what and, saved me. <laughs> yeah, and I just like I remember what you know number thirteen was like in the beginning, and you know I I understand how you got sucked in, and yeah. I, I think also partly like. I always feel like the person, um, the relationships that we end up choosing, like you're always choosing really a life. Like we think that we're choosing the person, but Mm -hmm. like you're choosing a life. Like my breakup with one of my ex-boyfriends, you know, it was really, I was like so happy in the time that we were together because of like my lifestyle when we were together. Yeah. And that's partly like what I was like grieving when it was over because it just felt like that phase in my life was over. For sure. and I feel like you were so happy in, in like your first uh, story of Valpati. Mm-hmm. So like the first time you went. Yeah. And I think I feel like you were going back, not just for him, but because of, you know, that time in your life and, and what he represented to you. And that's exactly it. Yep. I was going back to, yeah, just have have so much fun. And but um, wasn't fun at Olivia, all. Olivia, yeah. you can never go back. You can Just never FYI. go back. I know. It's true. Oh, God. You can't. We learned it's this one be, a few times. Oh, God. I learned this one over and over. It's like you can't. You just can't go back. Once you leave, no, it's gone. It's different. Yep. It's true. It like and it can even happen on like a micro level. Like this is, this is a, a story for the future. But even just... You know, a, a couple weeks later, sometimes, you know, you yeah. just can't go back. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so true. Uh, great. All well, right. well we've got. <laughs> can't wait to hear what happens. So, yeah. So, I, actually, I feel like number 18 does win, or sorry, number 13 does win because he spans obviously into number 19, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't heard the last of him. Yeah, I haven't heard the last of <laughs> number 13. Yay. Sad to say. Can't wait to kick this guy to the curb. <laughs> All right. Sing in there, everybody. Okay. If you want me, come and get me. I swear I'll make it easy. On my eyes is what you are. And I don't care. Who knows? It makes me kind of Thanks for listening to What's Your Number? This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sex space.